The Adam Crowley Show. Oh, no, 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 no. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. You found The Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73, at ButtonPusher970. Anything going on today? Nothing? Nothing to talk about? No problems at all? Le'Veon Bell didn't show up. And his buds, former buds maybe, his teammates, former teammates maybe, they are pissed. Joining us now to discuss is a man who was in the Steelers locker room today. You can catch him tonight from 7 o'clock until 9 for Countdown to Kickoff right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. You can always catch him on Breakfast with Benz. He's the official vampire of the Crowley Show. He is Tim Benz. Tim, the feeling in the Steelers locker room, uh, describe it to me. Give it to me straight, Timmy. Confused, disappointed, surprised. I think they all felt like they were tugging on the same rope with Le'Veon to a degree. I think more was made of his absence from training camp than what needed to be about how it was fracturing the locker room or words to that effect. I think to a certain point, a lot of those guys wanted to see him reset the market. I, I think the tension between players and owners is such now that any time a player gets over on the system, that's seen as a win for the players. But, you know, for Ramon Foster in particularly, it was a befuddling kind of afternoon because he exemplified it. He more or less said it a couple times over. On the one hand, he wants to see every player get every dime they can. But on the other, uh, how much is enough to actually play football until you can become a free agent? And did Bell handle I think the bigger thing, Adam, is these guys are upset that he didn't handle the timeline better. Like if he never had any intent on coming in, then why not make that abundantly clear so that the organization maybe could have better spent $14.5 million in free agency? Well, that's just it, right? I, I agree with that. And now I wasn't in there today, but my sense has been that players want to see their guy get paid. Offensive linemen want to see the guy that they're blocking for get paid, their teammate, their friend. But when you lie to them, and he did lie uh, by by allowing them the whole time to think he'd show up and then not show up, that is a lie. If he doesn't wind up being here till week 10, I don't think that that's the, the sticking point. I think the sticking point is he doesn't show up till week 10, and he didn't tell them he wasn't going to show up until week 10. Well, not only did players have the inference that he was going to be here sometime this week before Cleveland, doesn't it also make you wonder how much he led the Steelers to believe that they could come to a number that the Steelers thought they reached, and then mm. he and Bakari pulled back, right? I mean, like, if if guys such as Marquise Townsie are walking away with a vibe that he's going to be at the facility at some point this week, it also makes me, know, it makes me wonder if Kevin Colbert had gotten to a point in negotiations where he thought he hit the point that Bakari would say yes, and then Bakari said no. That's a really in good fact, point, Tim. In fact, a lot of people thought that last year, right, at about this time. Well, Le'Veon Bell does this a lot. I mean, the Instagram post, the social media post during the off season, was along the same lines. Oh, I'll be there like I was last year unless I miss games. It seems like Le'Veon doesn't make up his mind. Uh, even if you talk to him 
earlier on in the day and ask him questions in a media scrum, he is always trying to give you, I think, the answer that you want more than the answer that he really wants to give. And yeah, he does that all the time. You're right about that. I think that's what he's doing in these circumstances. I wouldn't be surprised if he told Marquise Pouncey. I wouldn't be surprised if he told some of his Steelers teammates, oh, yeah, it'll be just like last year. Well, let me ask you this. You know, when you hear Adisa Bakari say something, what, do you, what was the word he said? Something extra special happened? Right. Something extraordinary happened? What was the exact turn of phrase? I think it was extraordinary, yes. right? All right, so something extraordinary happened. What was the extraordinary thing that happened? Todd Gurley basically signed the contract that you were trying to get as a free agent next year. That's not extraordinary. Like, he got the money that you thought you were going to get. This hasn't changed anything. You know, like, what, what were you, what are you now protecting with Lev's health that you weren't protecting when you made it sound like he was going to show up in the first place? Like, you know, all of a sudden now that you're shooting for $19 million, Instead of shooting for seventeen million, that changed your tactics as to when you're going to have your client <laughs> report. What the hell are you talking about? If this was the plan all along, and it obviously wasn't, but let's pretend it was. Do you think that there's merit in keeping Le'Veon Bell out for ten games? If you are Bakari and if you are Bell, uh, yes, it's ten less times to get my ass injured. You know, when I'm trying to make seventeen or nineteen million dollars, there's merit to it, but I think it would have been much better received by the guys in the locker room if it was told in advance that that's what we're going to do. Um, you know, then also the team would have had an opportunity to prepare uh, around his absence. They would have known even more that Connor was going to be the backup at some point, not the whole season, even if he had to start initially. It just uh, you know, and, and then they would have thought to themselves, okay, is it worth it to have him for $5 million at the end of the season for just six games or not. Maybe they could have better engineered a sign and trade. Uh, maybe it was them that get Khalil Mack instead of the Chicago Bears. You know, some of these other eventualities could have taken place if they had been more upfront with their plan. But it, it's just so Pollyanna, in my opinion, to act like you're surprised that somebody else got the money that you were seeking, so now your strategy has to change. What? what why? It doesn't. Tim Benz joining us. Breakfast with Benz. You can catch him tonight from 7 o'clock until 9 and every Wednesday throughout the season for Countdown to Kickoff right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. I've had a lot of people tweet at me, and I'm sure you've had a lot of people tweet at you, Tim, about the sign and trade, the possibilities of that happening now. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen because I think that would be kowtowing to exactly what one of the options would be for Le'Veon Bell in an ideal world. I don't think the Steelers are going to give him what he wants. Yeah, but if you're in the business of just doing business and not trying to win a stalemate, then it makes sense if you can get a square deal. Uh, I would make sure, though, that if you're doing a sign-and-trade, you're trading him to an NFC team that you're not going to see this year so he doesn't hurt you. And then on top of that, it's got to be a really good deal coming back in return. Um, you know, you're going to be without him next year. So if you can partially control where he goes, like I'll just give you a for instance. Uh, let's say the Niners are so desperate because their running back got injured and you want to send him off to San Francisco, then send him to San Francisco when you don't have the West this year, and uh, that's, that's great. You know, And you're partially controlling that, and you're getting a bunch of picks in return or whatever you do get back. Um, you know, that, that to me is not a bad option, but you're not going to get, I would think, 
anything for this year. It's going to be about picks, and it's going to be about uh, helping yourself for 2019. And part of the issue with this is if James Conner doesn't work out or if James Conner gets hurt or even if he doesn't and you get to the 11th week of the season and Bell has to play just to get his accrued year, then all of a sudden he becomes all the more valuable to you then. Like, you know, I'd rather have him than a waiver wire pickup or Steven Ridley to replace James Conner at the end of the season. Tim, you mentioned something there in that answer that I did want to get to. Let's get to it now, and that is James Conner. And it's not about his ability that scares me. Uh, There are some things he needs to get better at, i.e. pass blocking. I think that would be a, a big improvement he needs to make. But... I have faith that he can be productive. Not as productive as Bell, but productive. My question is, can he be durable enough to carry the load? He wasn't at Pitt. He wasn't last year in a a much smaller, much more reduced role. So I have no faith that he's going to be the guy for 10 games if the Steelers say you are the guy. How how could you? He's got absolutely no track record of it. And to me, I laugh. Laugh, I say, Adam. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. At these intellectually dishonest Steelers fans, probably most of whom are intellectually dishonest Pitt fans who happen to be Steelers fans, that are flying the flag of James Conner and are saying, oh, you can't trust Le'Veon Bell anyway. He gets injured too often. How often does he make it through a 16-game season? Uh, Okay, for the guy who, you know, had a knee injury and had multiple injuries in his first season coming off of a knee injury in his senior season at Pitt or his last season at Pitt. Who are we kidding here? Like You're taking one guy out of the lineup who had a history of injuries for another guy, except the first guy has a much longer track record of success than the first guy. I don't feel confident in Connor from that regard, and also we don't know how he's going to be as a number one. We know he's better this year. I think he should have gotten a little bit more action last year. I've got nothing against James Connor. What I do have, I like Connor. I hate hype. And there's a lot of people out there just hyping Connor for the sake of it because it's easy and fun to do. Tim Benz joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, I did mention something there that does concern me, and it's James Connor's not great ability to block. I think Le'Veon Bell is the best in the game at that. Uh, I know Jalen Samuels never did it, and he looked bad whenever he had to do it. So. I think that Ben Roethlisberger's a little bit more at risk now. I think Ben Roethlisberger is at risk of getting beat up, and if not, then the Steelers are going to tailor their game plan around not allowing Ben Roethlisberger to get beat up, which is another reason why I'd much rather have Bell here, too. Right, and it's not just about Bell being a superior blocker to Roethlisberger in the sense that... um, you know, like he'll chip and throw his weight into the pass rusher and slow down the rush for an additional half second more than Connor can or Samuels can, and that allows for Roethlisberger to maneuver in the pocket and dump it off to somebody else. But it's you know, if that pass rusher then gets by whoever's trying to pick up the blitz, we've forgotten that, you know, despite all the hoopla surrounding Ben Roethlisberger not having a carb since last season, uh, you know, he's still not going to be as nimble as he was before. And, you know, if he's more thin and he's more nimble than he was before, then okay, that's fine, but maybe he's not as big and bulky and strong to shed these guys like he used to do ad nauseum when he was at the height of his powers. Uh, There is a lot that goes into that, and I think he even diminished it there a little bit 
Adam in the sense that I, I do think that Bell is good enough as a blitz pickup guy that he stones would be pass rushers, yes. that stops them and then gets out to patterns better than anybody else. Does that transition from blocker to receiver better than most? They're going to have to tinker with that. I mean, I would even be surprised. I've heard some things about them. Uh, maybe even thinking that they could use, um, you know, one of the wide receivers back there. Like, you know, thinking that it could have been Eli Rogers, that they would motion into the backfield and then dump it off to him quickly as opposed to waiting for, you know, a, a, a chip and a go from Le'Veon Bell. And maybe now it becomes Switzer, for instance, if Eli Rogers is, is still on IR and suspended. So, or, you know, even using uh, some of the other guys that are wide receivers in that capacity. I don't know which one they'd use, but uh, that could be an option too. So for as much as the Steelers saying, well, we're going to use Connor the same way, uh, we'll deal with Le'Veon when he gets back, we're game planning the same way, well, no, the F they aren't. I mean, that's just, uh, I, that's yeah, just blowing I smoke. I don't, I don't buy that. I, I, I don't. I I think they'll pay some lip service to that. I think they'll give it a little bit of a try against the Browns, but I think they'll scrap opportunities where he could get Roethlisberger killed quite quickly. Tim, what happens when he comes back? How's the locker room that you were in today going to react? I don't think it would be as bad as if James Harrison had come back, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Uh, I think there's going to be some doubt about, like, like to me, when he comes back, where it's really going to get combustible is the first alleged injury. Like, you know, if he comes back and takes a couple carries and then all of a sudden, ow, my arm, ow, my back, ow, my ankle, you got to put me on IR so I can collect my check, but I at least got my accrued service time. Like, that's where it gets ugly. You know, that day or that week or whatever, that, that's where it gets ugly. Because by then they could, you know, they, they might need to use him for the reasons we just pointed out, that as much of a question as anything else that exists about James Conner, it's his durability. Tim, I thought the Steelers were a mirage 13-3 and team last year. You look at what they did as compared to what Philadelphia did. They got to that number different ways. Now, people in Cleveland might scoff at that and say, 13-3 and is 13-3. and No, it's not. Steelers won a bunch of one-possession games. Usually, you come back down to earth after doing that. The Raiders came back down to earth last year after a couple of years ago. Uh, winning a bunch of games late by one possession. So I thought the Steelers were an 11 or 10 win team this year. I'm a big believer in Le'Veon Bell being a damn stud. So I think the Steelers are winning 9 or 10 games this year. I think the Steelers might not win the division now. What say you? It's possible. I know there's been a lot of uh, pro-Baltimore talk. I, I just I don't think the division is good enough to really threaten the Steelers. Um, you know, I don't think the Steelers are going 6-0 in the division again this year. That's just yeah. so hard to do. It's been The Patriots can do it from time to time, but they don't do it every time. And that's been a crappy division for 20 years now, or 15 years. I bet you the Steelers don't go 6-0, but they might go 5-1. and uh, they, even if, And if they go 4-2, and two, that still might be enough. So I say they go 10-6, and six, they win the division. They're the three at best. They have to play the first weekend. Maybe they win a wild card, depending on who they get, and then they go on the road, and I don't think they see the championship weekend. I think Cincinnati's going to be all right. I, I think that they're a team that could win 10 games. I don't know if they will. I think they could. I like their defense a lot. They've got a bunch of weapons, and I don't think they think their offensive line stinks, and their offensive line has stunk, and they've admitted to it before. So uh, I think the Steelers are going to get pushed, and... 
Man, we're back, aren't we? I mean, we are back right where we started. It is how much do they talk about distractions, Tim, and not there not being distractions and them not believing in the distractions and Kevin Colbert came out and distraction, distraction, distraction. And now no matter what happens the rest of the way, no matter how much the rest of the team wants to temper the distractions, no matter how much they want to keep their mouth shut if they do, they're still going to have to answer questions about Le'Veon Bell every single week up until week 11, aren't they? Not only that, Adam, but like, for instance, today, uh, Ramon Foster was going off on kind of a rant about this whole thing. I think he lost himself in his own diatribe where he dropped an F-bomb and just disgust over Bell not being here. <laughs> and he said, F, man. You know, I, I'm I'm still coming back from a bad thumb, and I'm like, bad thumb. What about your What about your knee? Yeah, my thumb is still bothering me. Look at Pouncey. Pouncey's still dealing with that whole ankle infection thing. I'm thinking, yes. What <laughs> is that still a problem? So these guys are more banged up than we thought. And uh, like you were saying before, I I don't know if I quite buy your concerns about Cincinnati, but I do buy your correction back to the mean. I'm coming off of uh, 13 and three last year for a club that is due to lose a few more one-score games than they did a year ago for a club who was remarkably healthy injury-wise last year, particularly at the quarterback position. I mean, we're kind of overdue for Roethlisberger being out for three to four weeks in a row for something, right? We haven't seen that for a long time. And for as much as uh, people said before that Ben used to be injury-prone, yeah, but Ben's never lost a whole season Mm -hmm. or half a season like Aaron Rodgers has like Andrew Luck has, Brady like did. Carson Wentz did, like Tom Brady did. You know, for as much as we talk about and fret about Ben Roethlisberger's injuries, I'm not, I'm not forgetting a season, am I? Like, the most we've seen him go down is four games at a time. We've seen him miss a month. So for as much as we say, oh, boy, Ben's had his fair share, he's never had one of those cataclysmic injuries where you had to lean on your backup quarterback. And, oh, by the way, we haven't talked about this yet. Josh Dobbs is the backup quarterback. I know. No time. Tim, I appreciate your time. We look forward to hearing you tonight for a couple of hours from 7 until 9 right here on ESPN Pittsburgh. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks, Adam. I got to run. Uh, DC, other callers on the line, 412-922-2874. We'll get to you coming up next. And a national media member made a terrible analogy that I'm going to pee on. It's Crowley Show. Adam Crowley Show. Oh, I like him. <laughs> He's a handsome guy. ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Le'Veon Bell jerseys being burned in the streets of Pittsburgh today. Alongside Nikes, which are also being burned in the streets of Pittsburgh today. There's one guy that is still popular in this town, though. And that's James Conner, even though he hasn't really done much of anything for the Steelers in the regular season. I've said I'm afraid he's not going to be durable enough. I'm afraid he's not going to block well enough. DC takes exception. He joins me now on the Crowley Show. Hello, DC. Hey, this is great. You know, I, I, I'm i actually calling back, and I was sticking up for Connor and or at least uh, saying the possibility that he could, you know, do uh, 100 yards, 150 yards. But the bottom line is, I'm just, and I love Tim Benz, but when he was on, he, he referenced James Connor's senior year. That was the year he came back from 
cancer. And it's not inconceivable that two years after the cancer, he might be stronger and better than he was since that the he ran for seventeen hundred yards. So yes, that's I'm a that's a good that. point. That's a good point, Greg. And I do appreciate the phone call, and I appreciate you hanging out and hold there for a little while. Yes, he is stronger than he was then. His body looks better than it did last year. But, 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 but. Last year, the workload's not all that heavy at all, and he gets hurt. So if the workload's not that heavy, and he's got a worse body, okay, he gets hurt. Well, now he's got a better body, but the workload's going to be tenfold what it was last year, more than tenfold what it was last year. So who's to say he's not going to get hurt now this year? Now, he very well might not. But I can't have any faith in his ability to stay healthy when we've never seen it before. He also tweaked up his hamstring in training camp this year. It wasn't serious, only missed a practice or two, but he did tweak his hamstring. These things happen. They happen to running backs all the time, and they've happened historically to James Conner. 412-922-2874 is the number. That's 412-922-2874. Let's go now to Gilgamesh Air Monarch. All right, that's Mike Tannier. That's the guy from Bleacher Report. That's his name on Twitter.com. He says, Giants fans should look at the Steelers right now and really applaud how all sides handled OBJ's contract situation. Last year, this would have been them. This guy has missed the mark on everything Le'Veon and Steelers related since the beginning. Yesterday, I was ripping him for something else. Today, I'll rip him for this. The OBJ situation wasn't similar at all to the Steelers because OBJ wanted to be in New York City and he was willing to accept a generous offer. Le'Veon Bell was not willing to accept a generous offer. Now, Le'Veon Bell earned it, but 70 mil, 33 million guaranteed, the last reported numbers on the possible Le'Veon Bell contract, that would have made him the highest paid running back in football. By far, $7 million more than Devontae Freeman out there in Atlanta. So OBJ gets to become the highest paid wide receiver, and you applaud him and you applaud the Giants. The Steelers offered a similar deal to Le'Veon Bell. Different positions, but comparable in terms of the money for their positions. So don't tell me that the Giants handled it better. No, it was the player. The player accepted the fair offer. The player in this regard didn't. And it just keeps on getting worse. Yesterday, Le'Veon Bell's agent, or pardon me, today, Le'Veon Bell's agent hopped on with SiriusXM and just, well, he muddied the waters even more. What is your plan moving forward then? Because you can't work out a long-term deal. And if if he's not going to be there for each of the 16 games this season, there, there's going to be money that's left on the table. So what is the plan moving forward for Le'Veon Bell? I'll answer that question with a question. Because you know very well, uh, you know, Brady and Bruce, and I'm not obviously going to discuss our plan publicly, but I'll answer the question or, att- or attempt to with a question. What would the goal, you're Kevin Colbert, you're Mike Tomlin, and you possibly have a once-in-a-generation player for one more season. What would your plan be? Well, I can understand that from the team's perspective. I would What would you do? I would use With that as hypothetical much, player. I would use use them as much as possible to make sure that we have the best possible chance of, of winning that Super Bowl. And obviously him okay. touching the football, running and catching, 
is big, but that doesn't answer the question of what you guys are. What's your plan moving forward? Oh, I mean, I think if you know, you can read in between those lines. Is this for the entire season, though, or just up until week ten? When we find out, I think Mike Tomlin said it best yesterday. He'll get there when he's there, and and we'll address those issues when he arrives. So, so just and and Adisa, I want to kind of sum up because we're going to run out of time in a minute. But it sounds like you're saying, in an effort to protect himself for real free agency. He's going to limit the time with the Steelers. You said, I'll ask you a question with a question. So we'll read between the lines. You joined us over the summer and said the plan was the same as last year. Do you mind me asking you what's changed, other than maybe no, that no. mindset? No, I said no. Uh, again, if memory serves me, I said Le'Veon had every intention to make this the best season of his career. That has not changed. That's his intention, to make this the best statistical season of his career. Well, again, you know, with all due respect, Adisa, my question to you was, will the plan be the same? And you, your response was, barring something unexceptional, yes. This is a different plan, is it not? Well, then there you go. We had something exceptional to occur. No, nothing exceptional occurred. What happened was Todd Gurley signed a contract. It doesn't change any of the parameters around Le'Veon Bell's contract except help it for the better down the road. Le'Veon Bell's probably going to make $45 million guaranteed because that's exactly what Todd Gurley made guaranteed. Now, Gurley's younger, Gurley had a better season last year, and Gurley did not get suspended a couple of times in his young career. But Le'Veon Bell will be in that ballpark. I don't see how that changes things because they were always shooting for the most money possible anyhow. So I don't buy that crap at the end. If Le'Veon Bell knew this was the plan all along and he's being a dink, if Le'Veon Bell didn't know that this was the plan and just decided now haphazardly that this was going to be the plan because James Harrison said something about it on Colin Coward, he's also being a dink. I've said this whole time that sitting out 10 games is okay with me if I'm a Steelers fan because I'm always pro player. And I am okay with the guy who's bashing his head into linemen who's going to get CTE probably one day for making his nut. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is lying. And Le'Veon Bell has lied. Le'Veon Bell made it seem as if he was going to come back this year the way he came back last year, and that is not the intention. That's where I'm mad. And the national media has screwed this whole thing up. Like Mike Tannier. They... Act as though the Steelers did something wrong here and that the system is broken. And maybe the system is broken, but this isn't the circumstance to point that out. Because Le'Veon Bell could have gotten his $33 million guaranteed. Le'Veon Bell could have gotten that on top of signing a franchise tag last year, so he would have about $45 now million guaranteed. Le'Veon Bell doesn't need to be the victim here. He's not a victim. We don't have to make this the man versus the little guy. Le'Veon Bell didn't need to make it the man versus the little guy either. Le'Veon Bell could have said to his team, to the fan base, and to everyone, I will show up in week 11 after I've Sat out the first 10 games. I'll be there. It's the best thing for me. It's the best thing for my health. I don't want to wind up washing my face with scrambled eggs when I'm 80 years old. I'm worried about my health. I want to make my money and stay healthy, too. And I think staying healthy also helps me make the most money. I think people can buy that. 
I don't think people can buy him not saying that and then doing what he's doing. If you tell the team that you're going to do it, and then you do it, I don't think as many people's feelings are hurt. I don't think Marquise Pouncey's feelings are hurt. Here's what Pouncey had to say today in the locker room. Honestly, it's just a little selfish. Huh? I don't know, I'm kind of pissed off right now. It sucks that he's not here. Obviously, I don't think he'll be able to play in the game plan not being here at this point. And uh, we'll move on as a team. Connor looks great. We'll worry about him in week two. Do you think if he's missing one, he's going to miss ten? At this point, uh, go ahead and miss ten. <laughs> At this point, it's cool. Connor's ready. He's done did a great job. He's been here busting his butt. The football, the football team ain't um, defined by one person. This is a team, team unit, and that's how we play ball, and that's how we're going to go forward with it. Can he get over this? Can he get over it? Um, yeah, like if he came back in a month, does he get welcome back, or what happens? We'll figure that out when he comes. Marquise, did you say what you said yesterday, or Monday rather, because you had some belief he was coming? Was that a guess? Did he say something in Welsh on it? Or? I just I just felt confident that he was going to come, but now that he didn't, obviously, it's Le'Veon over the Steelers, and we're, we're the Steelers, and we're going to play as the Steelers. Has anybody talked to him, to your knowledge? We had conversations with him, a couple of old linemen did, and it was all good conversation, but at this point, it's bigger than business. Is it kind of like the preseason and campus for business? And then... Yeah, OTAs, the preseason, all that. But now when it's game time and you know that you have $14 million looming out there and you're still not hearing your team really wants you here, just at this point, we got Connor. We got Connor. That's what a caller said before. And he also kind of diminished Tim Benz, saying Tim was talking about the cancer year. Tim took... Exception to that on Twitter. He said, what a jackass caller to the Crowley show. I was talking about Connor's knee injury at Pitt, not his cancer recovery. I swear these people who actively try to be offended on behalf of Connor when no reason to be offended exists. It's unreal. Yeah, I think the caller's point was that maybe he got hurt because of the cancer, which isn't true. The way I took it was, you know, Connor is a little bit in better shape this year than he was then. Uh, well, a lot of it shape better than he was then. He's a little bit in shape better than he was last year. And that might lead him to be a little bit more durable, but I think the track record suggests he's not he's not going to be durable. Now, as for Benz, he's right. People stick up for James Conner left and right, and it's because they love him because of the cancer stuff, and they love him because he went to Pitt. He's not going to be the savior. He's not going to be the next Le'Veon Belt. That was Marquise Pouncey, by the way, speaking to Tim Benz and some reporters. And the sense that I get is they're angry about him not being there, but it sounds to me more so like they're angry about him having lied and them having had the expectation that he was going to be here. Coming up next, hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show, CSP in Pittsburgh. Tweet Adam at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not, it's not, just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Everybody was 
Former Steelers offensive lineman Willie Colon told Adam Shine today on the CBS Sports Network, stay out of that man's pockets when talking about Le'Veon Bell. He's taking shots at offensive linemen, telling them to stay out of the pocket to their running back. That's not what this is about, son of a bitch! How many times do I have to say, get Willie Colon on the show. Tom, tomorrow, get Willie Colon on the show. I'm yelling at the guy. Get him. Get him on the show, and I'm taking him out. It's not about the pockets. If it was about the pockets, they would have done this on Monday. They would have ripped him on Monday. Oh, he should be here. It's about the money. It's not about that. It's not about pulling down their union member. It's about the fact that they got lied to and they feel stupid about it. When someone gets cheated on, yeah, you're upset about the fact that your lover's getting all sweaty. You're, you're getting upset that Ross is sleeping with the with the, the chick at the copy place, right? If you're Rachel, you're getting pissed about that. But the thing you're pissed about the most is that you lied about it. And you run down to Central Perk and you tell Gunther, guess what, pal? That's not the way it went. Hey, don't tell her, please, please, Gunther, please, no, it's not what happened, no. And she's on the couch crying anyhow. She's upset about the lie. The extent that you went to lie. The Steelers players... I think could get their mind wrapped around him not being there for 10 weeks because they think James Conner's been good. They can get their mind wrapped around him doing what's best by him to make money. I really believe that. They can wrap their mind around their lover being sweaty with somebody else. It's the extent to which Le'Veon Bell has lied and withheld information about it. God, the national media doesn't get it. Everyone on the peripheral doesn't get it. The people who are here, the people who have been listening to all of this, they do. I do. I'm the man. What are we we'll talk about tomorrow? Probably all of this, just with different angles. I'm sure other people will say stupid things over the course of the night. I can't wait. Steeler season's back. I also drafted James Conner in fantasy in the ninth round yesterday and got ripped by my friends. What are you doing? Uh, James Conner, that's stupid. No, it ain't, because he's going to start for 10 friggin' weeks now. I just stole a starting running back in the ninth round. Sorry, Steelers offensive lineman. I shouldn't make this about me. I don't want to be selfish, too. I mean, if it's going to happen, you might as well reap the benefits, right? That's what I was saying. And as a radio host, I really am reaping the benefits, in addition to me being a tremendous fantasy football owner. (laughs) It's Christmas Day around here. Yes, it is is it's also time for the hottest take of the day it's time for the hottest take of the day (laughs) as i mentioned i had my fantasy football draft last night i have friends who live in columbus friends who live in denver friends who live in austin texas friends who lived in miami friends who live all over these great 50 states of the United States of America. And for a couple of hours, we were all connected again by the magic of fantasy football and the magic of New World 2018 media. And that should be great, right? No. There are some friends that I should have lost contact with a long time ago, and social media just kept us together. You think you should be friends with an acquaintance you had in high school just because you're friends with them on Facebook? Just because you have them in a fantasy league? Uh, You'd think it was beautiful. All of our friends coming together. No, I can't stand you guys. I hate all of you. The only reason I wanted to do the fantasy draft is that I could steal all your money. If it was 1975, it was 1980, if it was 1990... 
None of us will be talking anymore. I wish we could go back to a simpler time and I didn't have to look them in the eye via the party app on my iPhone. That's the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. White Sox infielder Jose Abreu had surgery for a strangled testicle. Guess he won't be getting a third base anytime soon. Woo! Other crap. It's been 624 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. How many? Six, uh, what did I just say? 625 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. Are we sure about that? 626 days, I think, since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, placing the blame. Six weeks in, their star wide receiver showed up to training camp in a helicopter and later called a Hall of Fame reporter a clown, and their star running back still hasn't shown up. I don't know what people want Tomlin to do, though. And maybe this is a take for tomorrow because there's so much to get to on Le'Veon Bell today, but everyone wants to blame Mike Tomlin for the distractions. There ain't nothing that any coach in the league can do about what's going on right now. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Marquise Pouncey. Honestly, it's just a little selfish, huh? I don't know, I'm kind of pissed off right now. It sucks that he's not here. Obviously, I don't think he'll be able to play in the game plan not being here at this point. And uh, we'll move on as a team. Connor looks great. We'll worry about him in week two. At this point, uh, go ahead and miss him. <laughs> at this point, it's cool. Connor's ready. He's done did a great job. He's been here busting his butt. The football, the, the football team ain't um, defined off one person. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Steelers Nation. Very angry at him. I mean, I understand, okay? He got to eat, too. He got a family. I get it. But at the end of the day, really, you can't take it with you, lady on. If he don't show up, who cares? We'll do it without. It's the Steelers. Like, we create the talent. We made you who you are. We made you what you're worth. End the story. More of that, I'm guessing, by tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, going to be a lot of it. Maybe Barry's that guy right now. We'll give him the final word on Le'Veon Bell for the day. Barry, last up today on the Crowley Show. What's up, man? Well, you know, actually, I, I, I've been listening for a while, and I have to say this. When I listen to the radio next to my phone, it's like almost right there. The other network, which has, you know, the uh, power of, of broadcasting, the you know, it's like seven seconds. That tells me, which I've always known, that this station, I want to listen to Stan, I want to listen to Tuncha Wolf, and I want to listen to you. And that's actually not what I called for, but I probably should say I've been drinking for about three hours listening to you, so God bless you. That's my favorite that's the star ever. of the show. That was the first star of the show right there. I love that guy. Did that guy, when I asked for another Yinzer, just totally follow through? And then some. He's talking about seven-second delay. I have no clue what he's talking about. I don't think he knows either. He talks about the he's listening online and on the radio at the same time. That's what he's doing. Who had the dog? Not only is he listening in double, he's also seeing double. <laughs> oh, I want to be. I want to hang out with that dude, Barry. You're my boy, Blue. Coming up tomorrow on the show. <laughs> Much more Le'Veon Bell fallout, and we will finally start looking ahead to the Cleveland Browns.
Can't take it with you, Le'Veon! We did this to you! We did! I think this guy's calling back again. Oh, no. Let me give him the final last word. Barry, is it you again? Yes, it is, and here's the deal. I, I was talking about... I'm listening to you, and I'm getting like a two or three second, second delay. 